Hey there. Welcome back to our award-winning podcast. I'm Tom and I'm joined by my fabulous co-host Jen. How's it going today, Jen? Hey Tom. I'm doing great. Excited to dive into another fascinating topic today. And listeners, get ready because we have a really intriguing paper to discuss with you today. It's titled Diffusion Policies for Out-of-Distribution Generalization in Offline Reinforcement Learning. That's right, Jen. Now before you go thinking, oh no, complex topics, let us assure you that we're here to make it easy-peasy lemon squeezy. We'll break down the key concepts and explain them in an intuitive way. Absolutely. So let's start by giving you a quick summary of what this paper is all about. The authors tackle the challenges faced by offline reinforcement learning algorithms when dealing with out-of-distribution state generalization. Offline reinforcement learning is a method that leverages previous experiences to learn better policies than the behavior policy used for data collection. Unlike behavior cloning that assumes expert demonstrations, offline RL can work with non-expert data and multimodal behavior policies. That's correct, Tom. But here's the thing. Offline RL algorithms struggle with handling distribution shifts and effectively representing policies due to the lack of online interaction during training. This is where diffusion models come into play. Ah yes. Diffusion models are probabilistic generative models commonly used in computer vision and natural language processing. In this paper, the authors introduce a novel method called state reconstruction for diffusion policies. SRDP. That incorporates state reconstruction feature learning into diffusion policies. And what does state reconstruction do? Well, it promotes more descriptive representation learning of states to alleviate the distribution shifts incurred by out-of-distribution states. In other words, it helps the algorithm better understand and generalize to states it hasn't encountered before. Exactly. Jen. To showcase their method's effectiveness, the authors design a 2D multimodal contextual bandit environment and evaluate srdp on d4rl continuous control benchmarks and guess what they achieved state-of-the-art results impressive right this paper brings significant advancements in offline rl by addressing the out of distribution generalization problem and improving the performance of policies in challenging tasks it definitely does jen And we are thrilled to explore all the details of this paper with you today. So stay tuned as we dive into the nitty-gritty of diffusion policies for out-of-distribution. Generalization in offline reinforcement learning. Stick around folks. We'll make sure you leave this episode with a solid understanding of this complex topic. All while having a great time exploring it together. So grab your favorite beverage and let's get started. Stay tuned for another episode of our award-winning podcast with hosts Tom and Jen, bringing you fascinating discussions on groundbreaking research papers like this one.
upbeat jingle playing welcome back to another amazing episode of the award winning podcast the tom and jen show and guess what we have a super exciting sponsor that's literally out of this world that's right tom get ready to have your mind blown by spectacular satellite hats they're here to keep your head in orbit with style picture this folks you are strolling down the street looking totally average until bam you put on your spectacular satellite hat and instantly become the talk of the town these hats are not just ordinary hats oh no they come equipped with actual satellite dishes attached yes you heard that right satellite dishes on your head it's like having a personal communication center right there on top of your noggin Need directions to that new taco joint? No problemo. Just tune into GPS mode using those fancy little satellite dishes. And let me tell you about their entertainment features. Bored waiting in line at the bank? Not anymore. Just switch over to TV mode on your satellite hat and catch up on all the latest shows while everyone else stares in awe. But wait, there's more. Because isn't there always The spectacular satellite hats also include a built-in voice changer option for all you pranksters out there. Want to sound like a robot or Darth Vader as you order your morning coffee? Done and dusted with just one push of a button on these futuristic fashion statements. Sound effect: laser beam powering up. Tom, in robotic voice, I'd like an extra foam caramel macchiato. Jen. laughing even i can't take you seriously when you sound like that tom sound effect robotic laughter tom reverting to normal voice so if you're tired of blending in with the average folks and want to take your style to new heights literally then grab yourself a spectacular satellite hat today and be sure to use our special discount code podcast at checkout for 10% off your purchase Trust us. This is one out of this world fashion statement you won't want to miss. Until next time, folks, keep your heads high and in orbit with spectacular satellite hats. Upbeat jingle fades out. Welcome back to another episode of our award-winning podcast. I'm Tom and I'm Jen. In today's episode, We have an exciting topic to discuss. We will be diving into the world of linear systems and exploring a fascinating algorithm called the randomized Kochmar's algorithm for solving doubly noisy linear systems. That's right. Jen, this algorithm has been widely studied as an efficient iterative solver for large-scale linear systems, but what makes it even more interesting is its ability to handle noise in both pay coefficient matrix and the right hand side vector absolutely tom and to help us understand this complex topic we will be analyzing a recent paper titled a note on randomized kochmar's algorithm for solving doubly noisy linear systems the authors of this paper are l husin bergao somia busherwit aritra dutta shin li and anna ma Before we dive into the details of the paper, let's quickly go over the abstract. 
the authors highlight that large-scale linear systems frequently arise in various research fields and often contain noise due to operational errors or faulty data collection processes. While the randomized Kachmas RK algorithm has been extensively studied as an efficient solver for such systems, its convergence study in the presence of noise is limited. That's where this paper comes in. Tom, the authors analyze the convergence of RK for doubly noisy linear systems when both the coefficient matrix and the right-hand side vector are corrupted with additive and multiplicative noise. They propose a robust analysis that doesn't require information about the noiseless coefficient matrix, making it applicable in real-world scenarios. That sounds impressive. Jen, I'm sure our listeners are eager to learn more about this algorithm and its application in solving doubly noisy linear systems. But before we go further, let's break down some of the complex terms mentioned in the abstract. Absolutely. Tom, let's start with the randomized Kochmar's algorithm. This algorithm, originally proposed by Stefan Kochmar's, is an iterative solver for systems of linear equations. It has gained popularity due to its simplicity and low memory footprint. And when it comes to doubly noisy linear systems, we are referring to systems where both the coefficient matrix and the right-hand side vector contain noise. This adds another layer of complexity to solving these systems. Exactly. Tom, the paper also talks about perturbation analysis and the Moore-Penrose inverse. These are important concepts in matrix theory and numerical analysis that play a crucial role in analyzing and understanding the behavior of algorithms like RK. Now that we have a better understanding of these terms, Let's delve deeper into the paper's main contributions and organization. The authors claim that their work is the first attempt to systematically analyze RK for doubly noisy linear systems. They provide convergence bounds for RK under different conditions on noise and substantiate their theoretical findings with comprehensive numerical experiments. In terms of organization, The paper is divided into several sections. Section 1 introduces the problem and its significance in various research fields. Section 2 presents a perturbation analysis based on known results about least square solutions. Section 3 presents the main theoretical results connecting RK iterates with least square solution. For doubly noisy linear systems and finally. Section 4 provides numerical experiments to validate their findings. That sounds like a well-structured paper with valuable insights into solving doubly noisy linear systems using randomized Kochmar's algorithm. We can't wait to discuss this further in our episode. Absolutely. Jen, stay tuned as we deep dive into each section of this paper and help our listeners understand this complex topic in an intuitive way. That's right, Tom. So make sure to tune in for the full episode and join us as we unravel the mysteries of randomized Kochmar's algorithm for solving doubly noisy linear systems. We'll see you in the next episode. (music) 
upbeat music playing welcome back folks before we continue with our spooky stories let's take a minute to thank our sponsor the one and only spooky sauce company that's right tom are you tired of boring food that just doesn't give you that spine tingling sensation i know i am but fear not my friends because spooky sauce co has got your taste buds covered in goosebumps introducing their brand new limited edition sauce the ghostly glaze it'll have you shrieking for seconds mmm i can almost taste it now a perfectly haunting blend of ectoplasmic onions and spectral garlic and don't forget about their other chilling condiments like chupacabra chili oil or the mouthwatering zombie zest oh jen Every time I dip my nachos into that ghoulishous green goodness of zombie zest, it sends shivers down my spine. Jen, laughing. Well, Tom, if this podcast thing doesn't work out for us, maybe we can open up a spooky themed restaurant chain. Tom, sarcastically. Oh yeah. Nothing says family dinner like dining amongst cobwebs and skeletons. Jen. joining in best waiter uniform ever black cloak with vampire fangs on the name tag both hosts dissolve into laughter voice over enthusiastically so listeners if your meals need an extra scare this halloween season head on over to spooky sauce company where flavor meets fear in every delicious bite Use promo code SPOOKYPALS for 20% off your first order. Tom. Deadpan voiceover style. Warning though, these sauces may be haunted by their irresistible taste. Jen. Whispering. Oh, all hosts laugh. All right, enough spooky sauce talk. Let's get back to those spine-chilling tales. Tune in next time for more laughs. Scares. and haunted condiments only on the tom and jen podcast outro music playing welcome back to another episode of our award winning podcast i'm tom jen what do we have in store for our listeners today tom today's topic is both informative and intriguing we'll be discussing learning to taste A multimodal wine dataset. This research paper explores the intersection of visual perception, language, and flavor within the world of wine. That sounds fascinating. Tell us more about this groundbreaking study. The researchers developed a large multimodal wine dataset called WineSensed. It contains over 897k images of wine labels and 824k reviews from the Vivino platform. but it doesn't stop there the dataset also includes detailed information about each vintage such as year region rating alcohol percentage price and grape composition so how did they capture the complexity of flavor profiles well they conducted a wine tasting experiment with 256 participants these participants rank wines based on their similarity in flavor the result more than 5k pairwise flavor distances incredible and what's even more impressive is how they combined human experience with machine learning to 
Create a shared concept embedding space that aligns with human perception of flavor. Absolutely. They used a low-dimensional concept embedding algorithm that takes into account both subjective taste experiences and objective wine attributes like alcohol percentage and country. Jen. This research not only captures the essence of taste but also demonstrates how diverse modalities like visual perception and language can be combined to create better models for understanding flavors in wines. That's right. Tom, this study has far-reaching implications beyond just wine tasting. Understanding how different modalities interact can have applications in fields related to sensory experiences as well. So whether you're a sommelier or simply interested in the fascinating world of multimodal learning through wine, this episode is for you. Stay tuned as we delve further into learning to taste a multimodal wine dataset and discuss its implications for understanding flavor in a new and exciting way. Get ready to tantalize your taste buds and broaden your horizons in today's episode. Upbeat music playing. Welcome back to the show. Folks, we have an exciting sponsor today. The Pixie Dust Delight Corporation. That's right. Tom, do you ever feel like life is missing a little sparkle? Well, say hello to Pixie Dust Delight. Let me tell you, Jen, I used their Pixie Dust before coming here today and now my socks are levitating. Oh boy, levitating socks sure sound like a fashion statement. But wait till you hear this with Pixie Dust Delight's magical potion number 9. Magical potion number 9? Is it just for love potions? Nope. Tom, this magic elixir isn't about love. It's about awesome party tricks. Camera zooms in on Jen holding a bottle of potion. Just one sip and watch as your hiccups turn into musical beats. Jen takes a sip from the bottle and begins hiccuping funky tunes. Haha. <laughs> now that's impressive talent right there. Cut scene to Tom holding another bottle of pixie dust. And if musical hiccups aren't enough for you, check this out. Tom sprinkles pixie dust over his bald head. Suddenly his hair grows uncontrollably into wild shapes and lengths. Jen. Laughing. Wowza. That sure solves any bad hair day problems real quick. A flashing disclaimer appears on screen reading results may vary. Consult your barber before use. A series of hilarious clips showing people using Pixie Dust Delight products play while upbeat. Music keeps playing in the background. Voiceover. Mail. Get ready for some unforgettable moments with Pixie Dust Delight. Where weird becomes wonderful. Scene transitions back to Tom and Jen laughing together. Tom. Still chuckling. I don't know about you. Jen. But I can't wait to get my hands on some pixie dust delight. Jen. Grinning. Absolutely. Tom. Our lives need a little magic and a whole lot of laughter. Upbeat music fades out. That's right. So listeners. Make sure to visit pixiedustdelight.com for your daily dose of weirdness and wonder. And when you do. Enter the code LOL for an extra sprinkle of hilarity.
Remember folks, embrace the weird with pixie dust delight. Both. Stay magical. Welcome back to another episode of our award-winning podcast. I'm Jen. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Tom. That's right, Jen. And today we have an exciting topic to discuss, Transformers as Support Vector Machines. Now, before you start picturing Optimus Prime fighting classifiers in the machine learning arena, let's break down what this actually means. Exactly. Tom, transformers are a type of neural network architecture that have gained popularity in natural language processing tasks. They use attention mechanisms to capture relationships between tokens in a sequence of data. And when we talk about support vector machines, SVMs, we're referring to a classic machine learning algorithm used for classification and regression tasks. SVMs are known for their ability to find optimal decision boundaries that separate different classes of data points. So how do transformers relate to SVMs? Well, recent research has explored the connection between these two models and found some interesting similarities. That's right. The authors of the paper Transformers as Support Vector Machines show that the attention mechanisms in transformers can be viewed as performing similar operations to those achieved by SVMs. Exactly. In transformers, the weights assigned by the attention mechanism can be seen as analogous to support vectors in SVMs. Both represent important features or tokens that contribute to classification or decision-making processes. And this connection opens up new possibilities for analyzing and understanding transformers from an SVM perspective. It allows researchers and practitioners to leverage existing techniques from SVMs for improving transformer models' performance and interpretability. Absolutely. This research also contributes valuable insights into theoretical understandings of transformer training and optimization dynamics. By bridging the gap between transformers and SVMs, researchers gain a more comprehensive understanding of both models' behaviors. And it's important to note that this research is just the tip of the iceberg. It lays the foundation for future investigations and potential enhancements to both transformers and SVMs. That's right. Tom. Our understanding of complex machine learning models like transformers is always evolving. The more we explore different connections and perspectives, the better equipped we are to tackle real-world problems. And that's what makes this field so exciting. Jen. Every day brings new discoveries and advances in machine learning. We hope our listeners are as inspired by these developments as we are. Absolutely. Tom. So stay curious, keep exploring, and join us next time for another enlightening episode of our podcast. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. See you next time. Theme music playing. Welcome back, listeners. We have a fantastic sponsor today, Vampire Timepieces Inc. That's right, Tom. 
Are you tired of having the same old boring watch on your wrist? I know I am, Jen. But fear not. Vampire Timepieces Inc. has got your back. Or should we say your neck? Oh yes. Get ready to sink your teeth into the latest fashion trend. Vampire-inspired watches. These are not just any timepieces. These watches will literally make you go batty with excitement. With their patented blood-red dial, every second will remind you of those thrilling vampire novels and movies. And let's talk about the unique design choices here. From menacing fangs as our hands to sleek and stylish bat-shaped bands, Vampire Timepieces Inc. really nailed it. Absolutely. Tom, you won't just be fashionably late. You'll be exquisitely undead, Tom, in a mysterious voice. And don't worry about battery replacement either because these watches don't run on normal batteries, they run on pure darkness. Jen, whispering, ooh, how spooky yet eco-friendly. Tom, mischievously, that's right. Jen, they've harnessed the mystical power of eternal night in each timepiece. Jen, excitedly. But wait, there's more. As an added bonus for our listeners only, if you order now and use the code BLOODSUCKER2021, you'll receive a complimentary tiny stake-shaped pin with every purchase. Tom exclaims with joy. Oh boy, that's bloody awesome. They both burst into laughter. Jen, recovering from laughter. So hurry up and sink your teeth into style by visiting Vampire Timepieces Inc.'s website or haunting their nearest store. And don't forget to tell them that Tom and Jen sent you. Cheerful music fading out. Stay tuned for more hilarious shenanigans, folks. We'll be right back after these messages. Thanks for listening, everyone. Welcome back to another exciting episode of our podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. We're your hosts for this award-winning podcast where we dive deep into the world of cutting-edge research and make complex topics accessible to everyone. That's right, Jen. Today, we have a fascinating paper to discuss titled Point OCC. Cylindrical Triperspective View for Point-Based 3D Semantic Occupancy Prediction. Now, that might sound like a mouthful, but we promise to break it down into simpler terms. Absolutely. Tom, this paper focuses on an important problem in autonomous driving, semantic segmentation. It aims to predict the semantic occupancy of each voxel in a 3D space using point clouds captured by litter sensors. LIDAR systems are widely used in autonomous driving vehicles to detect the 3D structure of a environment. But existing methods for semantic segmentation often fall short when it comes to dense voxel prediction due to limitations in efficiency and representation. That's where the proposed point OCC model comes in. It introduces a novel representation called cylindrical triperspective view, TPV, that effectively captures and models litter point clouds by using three 2D planes in a cylindrical coordinate system. Point OCC overcomes the limitations of existing methods and achieves state-of-the-art performance. 
with faster speed. That's impressive. Jen. But how exactly does point OCC work? Well, first, it transforms the LADA point clouds into cylindrical TPV using spatial group pooling and projection techniques. This allows for better preservation of 3D information while representing point clouds with 2D planes. Absolutely. Tom, once we have the TPV representation, we can then use any 2D backbone network to process each TPV plane efficiently. This enables us to obtain features for each point without the need for any post-processing. And that's not all. Point OCC also outperforms other methods, including multimodal approaches. On benchmark datasets for 3D occupancy prediction and LADA segmentation. Despite only using LADA as input, it achieves state-of-the-art performance with faster processing speed. The authors of the paper conducted extensive experiments to validate the effectiveness of point OCC. They compared it against other methods on the open occupancy benchmark and demonstrated its superiority in terms of performance and efficiency. It's incredible to see how point OCC leverages the TPV representation and 2D backbones to overcome challenges in dense voxel prediction for semantic occupancy in autonomous driving scenarios. Absolutely. Tom, this breakthrough research has tremendous potential to enhance the perception capabilities of autonomous vehicles making them safer and more reliable on the roads. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you found this episode informative and entertaining. As always, we'll include a link to the paper in our show notes if you'd like to dive deeper into this fascinating topic. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back soon with another exciting episode. I'm Jen. And I'm Tom. Until next time. Background music fades in. Hey there, listeners. We have a new sponsor that's simply out of this world. That's right, Tom. Introducing Drumroll Subatomic Accordions Are Us. Confused wait, subatomic accordions? You heard it correctly. Imagine an accordion so small that even atoms can play it. It's like physics and polka had a baby. Ooh. Dot, how does that work? Well, Picture yourself at an intergalactic party. The DJ spins some funky cosmic tunes. And suddenly you want to jam along with your accordion. But oh no. You forgot to pack yours in your space suitcase. Happens to the best of US. Not anymore Tommy boy. Thanks to subatomic accordions RS breakthrough technology. They've managed to shrink down accordions until they're smaller than quarks. Quarks? Isn't that what holds the universe together? Exactly. They've condensed the heart and soul of polka into ultra-miniature squeezeboxes for aspiring atomic-sized musicians. Alrighty then. SFX, rippling interstellar wormhole. Voiceover announcer. VO. But wait. There's more. These teeny tiny instruments come with adjustable quantum straps so all beings. Big or small. Can comfortably rock out. Jen. Whispering. And this is where things get seriously mind-bending. 
VFX, Blowing Nebula appears behind Gen. Announcer VO. That's correct because with each purchase, you'll receive a complimentary wormhole generator. Jazzy transition music. Tom. In awe. Hold on. Did they just say wormhole generator? Announcer VO. Indeed they did. With each accordion purchase from Subatomic Accordions Aras, you'll receive a second accordion and a tiny wormhole generator. Just imagine. One for you. One for your particle-sized partner back on Earth. Jen. I think this might be the most ridiculous sponsor we've ever had. Jen. Laughing. Oh well. Tom. But hey. Music knows no boundaries. Not even quantum ones. VFX. Soundwave visuals pulsate around Tom and Jen. Announcer VO. So tune into our podcast every week to hear some accordion-inspired hilarity. And remember folks. Tom and Jen. Together. When it comes to polka. And teleportation. There's only one place to go. Subatomic accordions are us. SFX. Big finish button accordion playing. Music fades out.